Class is in session. You're listening to Squat University by Dr. Aaron Horshay. Let's go! Now, let's start the show. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners? Thank you so much for checking out today's show. This is episode 139 of the Squat University podcast. The goal with each and every one of these shows is to bring you as much value-packed content to help you move better in the gym and in life, decrease your body's aches and pains, and help you reach your true athletic potential. Today, I'm once again joined by two-time Olympian Chad Vaughn, and we are going to go over one of the craziest squat programs many of you have never done, some of you have heard of, uh, but something that I think should at least be a part of someone's training regimen once every few years. Uh, it's mm-hmm. not something you want to stay yeah. on all the time, but it's definitely a good break in the midst of your training, especially when you're trying to go for really heavy one at maxes, which is obviously the goal with a lot of Olympic lifters and power lifters. This is going to get you out of that groove, but it is going to be a huge stimulus for growth and adaptation. And what I'm talking about today, if you haven't guessed it yet, is the 20 rep squat program. Now, I originally heard of this years ago uh, from a book called Super Squats by Dr. Randall Strassen. And the tagline is how to gain 30 pounds of muscle in six weeks. So I just wanted to start off this podcast by reading you a brief excerpt from this book. And I think it just really solidifies how difficult this program is because it is one set of 20 reps. That's your entire squats for the day. But I promise you, this is no easy feat. So let me just read you this quick excerpt, and then we will get on to the uh, podcast. So load the bar on your normal 10 rep poundage. Wrap a towel around it to give your upper back and shoulders a little padding. Step under the bar, lift it off the squat racks, back up one step, force in two to three deep breaths, and knock off the first rep. Nothing fancy here, just a conventional deep knee bend. Squatting down until the tops of your thighs are parallel to the floor and then coming back up. By the fifth rep, you should be fully warmed up, squatting smoothly, and the deep breathing should be coming naturally. After the tenth rep, your body is done and your mind becomes the vehicle that either moves or stalls in the face of the challenge to reach the twentieth rep. At least three deep breaths, lots of positive instruction. Come on, baby, you can do it. Down and up, push. And the 11th rep is history. More of the same for another rep or two. And then the breathing and psyching becomes more serious. Maybe five to 10 long busting breaths in between each rep. Your mind humming at a psychedelic level that your demeanor ferocious as a ninja warrior get you to the fifth number or get you up to rep number 15. Now the game changes again. Because not only do the breathing and the pep talks become still more important, but each squat becomes an event performed at a dilated time capsule where you, as you, fade and become more an observer than an actor. If your mind falters, you are dead meat now. So you either get tough and grow or cave in and stay small. By rep number 16, the bar cuts deeply into your back and mashes your entire body into the floor, giving you a new sense of appreciation for Newton's analysis of gravity. Your breathing sounds like a steam engine and your legs are probably starting to shake. Sheer willpower is the only thing that makes the rep. You remember that everything else was just a warm-up for the last several reps. They're the ones that make you grow. As you blind everything into the pattern, breathe, squat, rise. By the time you finish the 18th rep, you are guaranteed of completing the set if you psyched up properly beforehand. 
And because what has become the most important thing in the world to you, knocking off those 20 reps, is within sight. It doesn't matter if each of those last two reps takes 10 deep breaths, drives you berserk, leaves you purple-faced, quivering as you fight your way back up through the sticking point of each squat. You are not going to be denied your victory. When you complete the 20th rep and manage to get the bar back to the squat rack, reeling with fatigue, induced delirium, you collapse onto a bench for a set of light pullovers to stretch out your rib cage, expanding the framework of the slabs of muscle you're about to add to your body. After the squats and pullovers are done, you might pass out, puke, think you've gone over the edge or been incapable of walking up and down a flight of stairs to save your life, but get some rest, drink some milk, and go back at it in two or three days. The same thing all over again, but with five more pounds. <laughs> no wimps allowed on this program, but the fanatical fringe who can follow the uh, regimen are assured, no matter how whimsy their origins, of getting bigger and stronger than they ever dreamed possible, all without steroids, Nautilus machines, or branched-chain amino acid supplements. Just 20 reps of squats, milk, sleep, and the will to demonstrate under the bar that mind over matter is more than just a clever little saying. So <laughs> if that doesn't get you psyched up for 20 rep squats and a little scared, uh, I don't know what else will. So mm. um, that was years ago when I read that. And I think, Chad, when we first started working together, and I think your first time programming for me was maybe back in 2019, and this was the first program you put me on. You were like, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you something completely different than you've ever done before," and it was, I think, like a maybe a 14 or 16 week program in total. In the first four to six weeks, mm -hmm. our 20s, and I was yeah. like, "Man, you know what? I've been lifting competitively since 2005. I've never done more than 10 reps in a squat. Mm -hmm. uh, let's try it. Like, you know, I'm not competing at the moment. I'm competing against myself. I always say." I'm willing to try something completely new. And it, as that book in, you know, details, it is such a mental, you know, blockage to get through those last mm -hmm. couple squats more than any other type of program that I've ever been on. Yeah. But it's such a game changer to be done with those. I feel like you do grow a lot. And I feel like it does help you add uh, a lot of muscle to your body. Um, I guess, when did you first learn about 20 rep squats? Oh, yeah. I mean, I was, you know, kind of towards the beginning of, of my weightlifting journey, which was, you know, 1998, 1999, something like that, because my coach at the time, Richard Fleming, you know, was it was into this stuff and definitely had me playing with uh, 20 rep squats and in that program. I can't remember the, the, if I ever did the full thing and I, and I may have the, I think the full regular program is six weeks. It's uh 20, one set of 23 times a week for six weeks. And that's, that's pretty aggressive and pretty rough. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the, the description that you just read through in that book, you know, definitely brings back some memories and it's like, wow, that's, that's crazy. And that's impactful. And you know, if every one of your days and sets are, are like that and you make it through that, that's pretty meaningful. Now I would like to say though, that when I think of it in terms of optimization and using it for, for the Olympic lifts more so than growth of muscle growth, mm -hmm. um, and using it within or within a weightlifting program for the Olympic lifts, also using it to 
toughen the body and the mind. Absolutely. That, that to me is what it's more about than anything, but also to prepare you to stimulate your body to go into whatever other program you're going to move into after you get done with the 20 rep squats. Of course you should be doing other stuff along with that, but that's more what I've used it for than anything is to, to kick myself back into training, you know, after, you know, whatever length of the break that was. And usually it was like lifting light for a week and that was it, but still like kicking back into training, resetting the body, strengthening, strengthening the mind and conditioning my body with 20 reps so that when I get done with that pounding and which is different than the type of training that I normally do, then I'm going to be better prepared mentally and physically and, and emotionally and everything else to, to go into a different program. And I found that when I did that, whatever other program that I went into after that, whether it be, you know, the LSUS sets of 10, uh, whether it be, you know, uh, old, any old Russian squat program, like six sets of five at 80%, um, whatever else it was like my body responded better to that because I initiated the cycle or I initiated getting back into training with, with 20 rep squats. So there are, there are a number of different reasons one could use 20 rep squats, but, but for me, that would be more my purpose uh, than anything. And yeah, I've been doing it in different ways for all these years. You know, I think probably I did do the whole thing at one point and it was terrible, mm-hmm. at least did a few bouts of four weeks of it as opposed to six weeks, but I've done um, you know, a lot of times I'll just do a week of it. I'll just do like the, my first week back into training 20 reps on day one or say Monday, 20 reps on uh Wednesday, 20 reps on Friday. And, you know, just start conservatively on that first day and then go up and then go up again with, with kind of a goal in mind. And that's the thing too, is like, if, if you're going to do 20 rep squats and you don't have any idea where you're at, that's fine. You know, start conservatively I would say even like 50% of your best squat, especially if you're going to stretch this out over three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, six weeks, start really, really low. So you have an idea of where you're at and what you can do and then build up from there. Because here's the thing, like you don't want to even go from 50%. Oh, that was easy. You know, 20 reps, 20 reps is not going to be extremely easy no matter what weight you choose, but like you got through it pretty well. It wasn't too bad you don't want to jump up to 60% or 70% on day two. Like, you know, it, the, these reps and these sets are going to add up on you um, even within a week and, and through those weeks. So I think, you know, stay, stay conservative. And, and I would say that all of your sets, all of your days don't have to be like that description of, <laughs> of what you just, of what you just read through. Yeah. Um, again, if you're using it for, especially if you're using it for a different purpose, other than than that growth that really it was created for it was created for muscle growth but now if you're using it for stimulation and setting yourself up for other programs and conditioning yourself you can be more conservative than that again it's not going to be easy and when i say conservative don't think that that's easy because as you know aaron even when you even, even when we test your squat like at the beginning of the cycle that you're on now we tested your actually your pause squat and we're taking your, your percentage off of that. We're starting at 50% of that pause squat number, even though you're not pausing on the 20 reps, that's where we're starting. And that's not an easy set. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to just build up from there and, and it's going to, and it's going to stack up. So that's kind of the way that it, 
that it works for me, but a couple other things that stuck out as you were talking through that is that again, using this for Olympic lifting purposes and, and me being an Olympic lifter, take the padding off you don't need any <laughs> yeah. padding on your back. and we want you to squat, squat lower than parallel that, that, that he talked about. But, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, make, make sure every single rep is to the depth that you want to eventually get to with your, your cleans and snatches. Cleans, and I mean, yeah. we've, we've obviously yeah. talked about that plenty of times on the podcast before one of our biggest pet peeves with squat depth when it comes to Olympic lifting or those in CrossFit is that if you're trying to do snatches and cleans, you better be taking your back squat and your front squat mm-hmm. as deep as you want to theoretically catch that bar, which is ass to grass yeah. in order to optimize that. Um, so let's, let's talk about, I think the one question a lot of people have realistically how frequently do you think a set of 20 uh, or this, the 20 rep max uh, program should be within someone's program? Let's say they're, you know, uh, an Olympic lifter, a competitive Olympic lifter, a competitive power lifter. You know, is this something that you do maybe once a year? Is this something it's every couple of years? Like how, how frequently do you think this should yeah. be in most people's programs? Yeah, if you're going to do the full six-week program, and, and I, I recommend anyone that this is – creating interest in to maybe get that book and and mm-hmm. read over you know why it was created and what it was originally intended to do so that you have a better understanding and if you're going to do it for that reason or if you're going to do the whole six weeks of it or even four weeks of it you know maybe it's a a one time a year thing but if you're using it with the purpose that i'm talking about for olympic lifting to stimulate your body to kind of reset it to help you um, condition to go into uh, other other squat cycles or whatever it may be, then I think you can do it regularly, like three to four times a year. Um, and especially if it's only uh, for a week, you know, uh, maybe, maybe maybe one of those times you just do it for a week. So, for example, if you have um, – if you're a competitive weightlifter and you get done with a competition – you take your week off to to recover and you're going to start to to ease back into training and you have a competition in say 8 to 12 weeks well you probably don't want to spend 6 weeks on the 20 rep program you know you want to yeah. you want to do one or two weeks of it <clears throat> to to help you get back into it and then get into your your other training to help you peak for that competition if you have longer than that, then you can spend a little bit more time on twenties if you want. And it's not necessarily ever about, uh, to me, um, anything or, well, no matter how long you're doing it, you should still have, especially if you've done the the program a number of times and you get a feel for it and you understand more what you're capable of, like you should always have a number in mind that you'd like to get to at the end so that you can have an idea of where like, not necessarily where to start because you should start light every time, in my opinion, even if you're only doing it for a week, but you have an idea of the jumps that you're going to need to take to get to where you need to go. For example, if like, if I'm only going to do it for a week, well, my end goal is going to be a little bit less than it would be if I was going to do it for four weeks, but I'm still going to have an end, an end goal in mind. And let's say that's 70% of my back squat um, within that week. So I may start with 50% on day one, and then day two, I'm going to jump to 60 so that I can maybe be able to jump to 70 on on day three. If I'm doing it for two weeks and I want 70%, I'm 
well, then my jumps are going to be smaller. I'm going to go 50, 55, 60, 60, you know, whatever that may be. So you can take smaller jumps to, to spread things out. So I think that's important to keep in mind, but yeah, if you're not, if you're not, it depends on how long you're going to do it for what purpose you're doing it. Um, it's going to be dependent on, on how many times per year that you can do it. But I don't think it's a bad thing at all to do it three or four times a year. If you, if you're doing it, um, appropriately, it's, it's just, it's your reps, you know, it's like CrossFit. You're, you're getting reps in that if, if, mm-hmm. if you're doing it appropriately, it's good for you. Yeah. I don't know if I've asked you this specific question before, but theoretically, what is what you found to be someone's percentage that usually they hit that max 20 rep squat? Is that for most people, do you believe something that they should be at about 70 to 75% of their one rep max? Or what's the usual for someone obviously to, to like hit as an end goal? For someone that's maybe listening to this podcast and they're like, I've never done 20 reps yeah, yeah. before. And, you know, I maybe want to try to jump on this, you know, and I'm trying to do like a four to six week program. That end goal, what's, you know, what's realistic, do you think, for most people if they really put their heart into yeah. the training? Yeah, that's, it's, a, it's a little bit of a tough question because through all these years I've been doing it and giving it to other athletes, I'm going to be honest, not, there's not a, there's not a really a percentage that really sticks out. Mm. I would say from my experience with, with myself, um, you know, 70%, I think is a pretty good number and, and something that I think people can think about and go off of. And, and, and especially if it's your first time doing it, maybe have kind of a range instead of one specific number, say, you know, on the low end, maybe I only make it to 65% and it depends on how things go leading up. And that's what you got to do too. So let's say you're doing four weeks of it, meaning that you have uh, 12 uh, sets of it to do through those four weeks. Then, you know, even if your goal is 70%, but things aren't feeling great. So from one day to the next, you're supposed to jump 10 pounds, but maybe you feel like you can only jump five on the next one because of the way that that set went. Well, that might change your end goal. Uh, a little bit or a lot. So give yourself some grace and some range there, especially the first time that you do it or, or even moving forward and say, okay, on the low end, I'm confident that I can get 65%, but if things go real well, I might be able to get 75%. You know, Mm -hmm. I think, so I think a a range is important. And the other thing too, is that obviously different people are able to move different percentages of their weight for more rep or of their max weight for more reps, you know, um, like a weightlifter, an Olympic lifter, uh, may struggle to do five reps at eighty percent. A CrossFitter that has been doing CrossFit for a long time, and maybe they're more gifted in in those ways. You know, yeah. like uh, they may be able to do fifteen reps with eighty percent, or twenty point. reps with eighty. You know, with eighty yeah. percent. So it really depends on where the person and where they're at what they need and all, and all those things. And so like, it's, it's, if, for example, if you have a CrossFitter that's trying to be better at weightlifting and they want to use the 20 rep squat program to be a better athlete and everything else, but they can already do 20 reps at 80%, maybe the 20 rep squat program isn't really what they need, you know, yeah, like, that's you know a maybe point. they need to, they need to be doing less reps, sets of five heavier or sets of one and two reps heavier so that they can increase their, their, their top numbers. If you're a weightlifter that can, you know, uh, 20 reps at 50% is detrimental to you, then 
probably you need to be more conditioned and 20 rep squats is, is exactly what you need. So, yeah, I mean, cause the 20 rep squat program is definitely going to bring in that endurance component to it, which if you think about the majority of an Olympic weightlifters training, I mean, five reps or less for a lot. I mean, even if you're doing mm-hmm. sets of 10 on squats, you're never doing sets of 10 on cleans or snatches. So if yeah. you're doing sets of 10 on squats, even then it's usually for a short period. It's not for a, mm-hmm. you know, a majority of your training. Um, so going 20 reps is almost the exact opposite in the way that you're usually training your body, mm-hmm. which I think the first time when you told me, Hey, let's, let's think about maybe starting off with this 20 rep max, you know, program. I was just like almost anxious yeah. about it because I'm like, yeah. I've yeah. never done that many reps in my life at one yeah. time for yeah. a, for a back squat. Um, but it's a great challenge. And, and like you said, it's getting you out of your normal method of training and imposing a stimulus that I think can yeah. really create some good adaptations yeah. for yeah. long-term success. Because if we think about the way we train the body, it's always the body sort of lives by that code where we have a stimulus and then we rest and we have this adaptation and then that's how we're actually growing. And that's for muscle building. That's for strength. That's for cardiovascular endurance. And for a weightlifter, you know, even though you look at most of the lifts that we're doing is five or less, it's very powerful. Um, having that base of cardiovascular endurance capacity is still very important mm-hmm. because it allows you to be able to get back up on the bar and do another set of powerful mm-hmm you know, snatches or cleans rest and then get up and do another set in the same way that like, sometimes we would do like six sets for a minute on the minute. You're trying to build that ability to, to generate more power consistently over many reps, having sort of that base built up at the start of a program where you're doing, yeah, you're going to have that Mm -hmm. good base then going forward. And, uh, so I think this definitely applies. So for a powerlifter as well, you know, if you're listening to this and your goal is to compete in powerlifting or you just love powerlifting style training, you know, having that better base of cardiovascular Mm -hmm. endurance capacity at the start of a program is going to allow you Mm -hmm. to be able to train harder for longer, I think is the biggest thing and recover because if your cardiovascular capacity is Mm -hmm. somewhat Mm -hmm. low sets of five, five by five may be very difficult. Whereas five by five, is not as tough to recover from when you have a better base yeah. to start off with. I'm glad you said that because it is so much about a base. And that's essentially what I was doing for myself when I was when I did 20s through all those years. And that's the way that I worded it, actually. I said, I'm building my base so that I can condition myself to handle these other programs and these other squat programs and the, the training in general better if I'm more conditioned I'm going to recover better if I'm doing one rep over and over and over again all the time, you know, it's stagnant. It's very stagnating and and to change things up uh, like this, I think is so important. And it's also about getting away from too much specificity. There is, you can obviously be too specific. And and when you're just snatching and clean and jerking heavy all the time, all the time, all the time, there is something to be said for that. And there is benefit to be gotten from it. But if it's something that you're you're never doing anything different in your training, you're too specific. And yeah. what is more important is you being the best, healthiest athlete that you can be, well-rounded. So if you are too specific with Olympic lifting or powerlifting or whatever other sport that it is, it's I think we can pretty safely and confidently say it's limiting your potential. I limited my potential 100%. I can look back and tell you 
that I didn't lift as much as I was capable of, in my opinion, because I was too specific for too long. I did a lot of things like 20 rep squats and, and other things that I think did help me lift more than I would have otherwise. But I also had a phase of my career that was too specific for too long is what I'm saying. You know, like I could have done different, I could have done different things. And obviously like that's a different conversation, but I could have done less a lot sooner in my training and benefited. So again, that's a different topic. Um, but one, la one last thing that I really wanted to cover before we get off of here with it is if you're going to do these 20 rep squats, I want you to, let's, let's talk about breathing a little bit. I want you to mm -hmm. think about your breathing because for you to get the most out of this program that you can for each set you know, I think you need to focus on your breathing. If you're breathing better, your body is going to act better. You're going to get a better set in and then recover better and every and everything else. Uh, it's going to allow you to ultimately lift more weight with a set of 20. If you, if you do that as well, you don't want your breathing to be erratic. And when, when people do 20 rep squats without thinking about their breath, it quickly becomes erratic. And it, there's, there's nothing that's, you know, great, uh, going to come with that. But also if you focus on your breathing, you learn how to do that. It's a way that you can help your mind get through it as well, because other than, you know, you, it's going to force you to focus on the pain and everything else like that. But the more you can stay focused on your breathing, I've got this plan. I'm thinking about it. I'm applying it with my breath. It can take your, your mind away from that pain and that suffering that you're going through a little bit. But what I would say, as far as a weight that you should start with is one, that you can take one comfortable breath in between every single rep, every in between all 20 reps. That should be a good gauge for you. If you feel like you have to lose your breath and breathe erratically on your first set of the 20 rep squat program, you probably pick too heavy of a weight. You should be able to do one breath probably at least if you're if you're doing four to six weeks of this, that first week. Three sets should all be done with one breath in between. That should give you a good indication that you picked the right weight and that you're jump you're building up in weight appropriately. Now, at some point, if you pick the weight that should be on the bar for you to really challenge yourself, you're not going to be able to do it with one breath in between. But you need to have a plan. So for me, for example, well, the first thing is making sure that you are practicing keeping your breathing under control. And by starting at the right weight and building up, and continuing to focus on your breath, you're teaching your body how to do that also. So you're going to have a better chance when you get to those heavy weights. But one of the things that I'll do with my heaviest sets is I'll say, okay, if at all possible, get to 10 with one breath, you know, and if you're having to stop at five on a set of 20 and breathe more than one time, like it's going to be iffy whether you're going to get through that or not. That's Definitely going to be a tough set. It's going to be tough. But so I'm like, okay, let me get through 10 and let me just focus all my effort and energy on 10 with one breath. I'll then take two or three and then I'll try to do five more or three more, whatever that is, you know, because if I, even if I just do three more or even two more, I can still have a plan to take a couple breaths and then do two more or whatever that may be. But I'm going to get to 10 and then depending on the weight and depending on how the other ones have gone, I'm going to have a breathing plan to finish out those last 10 and that breathing plan is going to follow the rule of not allowing myself to breathe more than three times. Because if you start breathing more than three times, even if you're doing it slowly, 
that weight is going to bury down on your back. Uh, you're going to get more fatigued and you're going to have less of a chance to finish the next rep, let alone the following reps. If you lose control of your breathing and you start breathing erratically, think about what your body is actually doing there. It's going into recovery mode and you don't want it to go in recovery mode before the set's over with, because it's going to, again, that's something else that's going to shut your body down a little bit. So breathing is important through this whole thing. Pick the right weight in the beginning for a lot of reasons. And a big reason is so that you can learn how to keep your breathing under control and go into the following weeks when you're getting to those heavy weights with more ability to control your breath, more ability to apply the breathing plan that you should have. Yeah. And one, one thing I'll play around with sometimes too, is, um, as I'm going through those first 10 where I'm trying to just knock them out is sometimes I'll just take like a small sip as I get up to yep. the top and then go back down, yep. sip, yep. Yep. go back down. So it's like 10 right in a row, no rest yep. at all. Um, mm -hmm. almost thinking, uh, visualizing like you're in chest high water. So you're in, obviously you're in a, you know, walk the bar out, you're going to get ready. You're going to take sort of that big breath, fill your body. And then as you go through your 10 reps, as soon as you get above water, just sip in a little bit of air mm -hmm. through your mouth and then knock out the next one. And then after that yep. 10, if you need to, then stand. One, mm -hmm. two, all right, here we go. Again, in one, two, three. But the more mm -hmm. you can bang out in a row yeah. like that with just a little sip up top, the faster you're gonna get done. If you start, if you stop at like five and you're now starting again to take another couple big breaths, again, you're doing 20 reps. So that's gonna take you a long time and yep. you're gonna start feeling by 10, or 12, that's usually when, you, if you're resting too long at the top, mm -hmm. you're going to start feeling your legs mm -hmm. twitching mm -hmm. and starting to fatigue mm -hmm. out. So you just got to keep on going and just, it's mind over matter yeah. and uh, just focusing on your breath and another rep, another rep, understanding like in your mind, this weight that I'm doing is not that heavy mm -hmm. compared to what mm -hmm. you're capable of doing. Just sort of focusing on that, like yeah. your mind is, your muscles are lying to you. That they're yeah, yeah, shaking, for sure. Like they're lying to you. You know, you can get it back up. Um, uh, yeah. So I just wanted to, to push out that, uh, and one more thing, one quick little tip, the idea of 20 reps in a row can be very fatiguing endurance wise on your body, but also your core. So one thing mm -hmm. I would highly mm -hmm. recommend is warming up before this set with some core stability endurance work. That's why I like yeah. the McGill big three core routine yeah. because they're 10 second holds and they're like, you know, four to five reps of each of the three things. But the idea is you're priming your core muscles to have better endurance. Because a lot of the people that I see, I'll, I'll say this, all the people that I see who are very strong weightlifters and powerlifters that develop back issues don't do so because they have weak backs. Their backs are very mm. strong, but it's because they lack core endurance. Yeah. So their form yeah, starts yeah. to break down. And if you're doing 20 reps and your core starts to break down in its ability to maintain endurance, that spinal position, your strength is going to start going. Your power is going to start yeah. going. So before our, the, the, the breath, and the core endurance, they work together. So being yep. able to prime that core endurance with like the McGill Big Three before you then start your squats, focusing in your breath and bracing through every single rep, staying tight, you're going to be able to get through the full 20. And uh, yeah, have fun with this, guys. I hope you enjoyed. Yeah. Um, if you're interested in jumping on a program that has these 20 reps in it and just other things that are very much more Olympic lifting based. Chad and I have an online program right now. If you go on trainheroic.com, you can check on that. There's a live uh, program. There's also, uh, we have a couple other just smaller programs that are of eight to 12 weeks, I believe in length yeah. um, that you can yeah. check out. And again, that's on trainheroic.com on their marketplace. 
Um, yeah, I hope you guys liked today's quick tutorial on the 20 rep squat program. Uh, hope it didn't scare you too much, but I promise mm -hmm. you, you need to try it out. And uh, yeah, until next time, guys, happy squatting. That's it for today, class, on Squat University by Dr. Aaron Horshig. For more exclusive content, log on to squatuniversity.com.